0: Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. I am thrilled to be joined today uh, by a colleague of mine who I'm, I'm putting a face to the, a name myself. Um, I don't think we've ever actually talked in person or face to face per se, but uh, really happy he's on. He's a very, very talented writer that we love to use and a great friend of Lynx. His name is Nick Edmond. And Nick, where are you joining us from and, and, and how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well, thanks, Al. Uh, hello, listeners. Uh, I'm joining you from Dulwich in South London.
0: And what is the weather today?
1: Oh, it's English weather, <laughs> which <laughs> English March weather, which means cold, dark, and grey. And uh, it's it's um, yeah, we've been we've been in a fairly cold spell. No snow, uh, no snow for uh, well, very little this winter. But it's. Um, it's it's the kind of winter where you wanna you wanna stay in and snug by the fire, and that's probably just as well because that's about all we're allowed to do at the moment, of course.
0: What's the last round of golf that you played?
1: Oh, it it honestly would be uh, about September last year. Really? No, really. Yeah, oh. yeah. There there are a, there are a few reasons for that. Yeah. Um, some of them are lockdown related. Um, we 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 we've I would say for about three of the, certainly three of those six months, it's literally not been possible to play golf because the golf courses uh, have been closed again because of the pandemic. Um, the other reason is, is has been for health. I've had issues relating to my uh, my left eye, um, which I lost this, I lost my eyesight some eighteen months ago. My eyesight, my left side, and adjusting to that hasn't been that easy on a golf course. I'll just throw in I've had a hip operation as well so uh, within the last three to four months so perhaps not surprising I haven't played uh, in 2021 yet.
0: Well that would be challenging for just about anyone I would <laughs> assume so um, hopefully the tide turns in your favor soon you can get back out there. Um, I brought you on today because uh, as I said he Nick is a great contributor for us and he pinned a piece In our winter issue, the first issue of Lynx this year, uh, about an area of England that is perhaps overlooked, but but certainly shouldn't be in terms of its quality of golf. The middle part of England, and it's part of a conversation I want to have with him today about some underrated areas of golf around the world. Before we get to that, I know Nick has been on the podcast before, um, back before I was the host. And before I was with Lynx. Um, So some of you may be familiar with Nick. um, But for those who who aren't and who aren't familiar with his Global Golf for Cancer initiative, Nick, um, would you mind giving us a background uh, on yourself and then uh, what you're doing to to use the power of golf uh, to fight against cancer? So.
1: Sure. Okay. Um, well, I've worked in golf for some well, more than thirty years um, as a golf writer, obviously, um, and my association with the Links goes back about twenty years. Uh, but but writing, particularly about golf courses, but also covering the golf golfing year generally, if you like. And um, I spent fifteen years managing Nick Faldo's golf course design business, and um, the last seven or eight years have been dominated or dominated by uh, a campaign that. I initially had the idea for before I had cancer. I've had cancer four times, uh, and it's, it's it's rather ironic because the, the the campaign, which is about getting the golfing community to support various cancer-fighting causes around the world, particularly through, and uh, I know you'll be able to see this, this flag, which is a, a special number four flag, a golfing four flag, if you like, that flies on the fourth hole of Uh, There should be, by the end of this year, 400 golf courses around the world, special golf courses, flying this flag on special dates to raise awareness for cancer. And around that platform, if you like, uh, various fundraising activities take place. So I had the idea for that, as I say, ironically, before I had cancer. And I suppose I didn't initiate the idea uh, because I was concerned that was I a credible campaigner, if you like. I knew I knew I had some good golfing contacts and a golfing background, but be- because I didn't have cancer, I could see people thinking, "Why is he doing this?" If you like, and whilst the last thing obviously I wanted was to to wish cancer upon myself, that did it dramatic. Well, it it not only initiated, but it dramatically uh, gave some gave some credibility, some memorability, etc. to to the campaign of, of, as I say, getting the golfing community to support various cancer-fighting causes, the symbol being this four flag. And so um, it's, the campaign has developed as, as I've had four different uh, ca- cancer, um, uh, for, well, f- four times I've had cancer on my neck. They're, they're all head and neck cancer. So my neck, I've had my forehead, I had a completely new scalp, just over two to three years ago. Uh, most recently, I lost the size of, in my eye, as I was mentioning. Um, but every time I seem to have a setback, it's, it's almost as if it, it, it makes me more determined to, to, to make this happen. And, and um, I suppose the latest setback has been the, the pandemic, in as much as I've not been able to take the campaign uh, to grow the campaign as much as I wanted, but but nearly nearly always I found that whenever an adverse situation, whether it's a cancer or a setback like this, something positive does emerge from it. And and within the last year, for instance, whilst I've not been able to travel, we've formed some some wonderful associations with with various cancer charities, including um, my great golfing hero, who's always been Sevi Ballesteros. And you'll you can see that on this flag is the Servi Ballesteros Foundation and uh they appear on actually all of our flags around the world. So as I say, it's 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 strange how as as my cancer situation has has developed, uh the campaign has has, has developed alongside, if you like.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a very noble uh mindset that you have about the entire thing. And I do wish you good health and hope that, you know, we can, we can turn a corner on this thing for you personally. But I know that the Global Golf for Cancer initiative is, is doing a lot to help a lot of people visit the website, globalgolf4cancer.org um, to learn more information. And um, I'm assuming you can donate there as well. Um, yes, like- you
1: can. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of information on the site. It's quite visual as well. And yes, you can donate, and all the donations go to various cancer charities, always cancer charities, various cancer, various forms of cancer fighting charities, whether it's breast cancer or cancer um, awareness, cancer research, cancer support. So uh, and and to charities on all six continents. So it is very much a global campaign. But, th- you know, thank you for for uh, giving that some air as well.
0: Very good. Yeah, what is the significance of the number four? Um, for those well,
1: it, it's it's a significant number, obviously in golf, when you think about four balls and foursomes, whether it's four major championships, four days of a golf tournament, the number four seems to crop up all the time. But it's also a very significant number in cancer. Um, one in four of us, believe it or not, will be affected by cancer during our lifetime. There, there are four stages of cancer. Um so I, I just felt that th- there seemed to be that th- th- I could also tell you so many stories linked into number four. So it's it's um it's it's not just a personal thing, it 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 is very much um a significant number in both golf and in cancer. And and so I've used that number four, the fourth hole, of course. Uh and it's amazing how many great fourth holes there are around the world as well, by the way. So um but yes, it's it's uh, it's it's not stopped me golf writing, but it's it's it has uh, in many ways, as you can probably guess, taken taken over my life in lots of ways. Mm. But all, all for good. I mean, I, I I feel many more positives have come out of this than negatives. I know that might strange, and I often say to people, in, in a very strange way, that the last five years of my life, despite having had cancer in four different situations have been five of the best years of my life probably because it, it's it's given me such an aim and a purpose and every time you know i've been into hospital there's always somebody who's who who is facing a much tougher situation than me so it's um it, it's quite empowering in a in in a strange way sure
0: well continued best wishes uh, with you. everything involved there um and quickly you mentioned there are so many Great fourth holes around the world that you've come across. Mm-hmm. Um, can you name a few your favorites, perhaps?
1: No, sure. Sure. I mean, with 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 in when I launched the cat or, or began the campaign for about yeah four years ago, of course, uh, in two thousand and seventeen, it was with a two thousand kilometer walk right down the west coast of Ireland, uh, carrying golf clubs on my back. It sounds a strange thing to do, but I thought I wanted to launch the campaign in an impactful way. It enabled me to call into 40 golf clubs, uh, present them with a flag, create stories around each of these visits. And of course, there are some, some wonderful courses all down the west of Ireland. So I started at the fourth hole at Ballyliffin, right in the far north of, of, of Ireland. That, that's certainly a fabulous hole. But if you, if, you, if you want to pick a couple of amazing fourth holes uh, in Ireland, well, my walk finished at Old Head, that being the furthest point in the south of Ireland. And the fourth hole there, if anybody's familiar with it, is probably one of the most dramatic in the world on 200, 300 foot cliffs. And the, the hole leads all the way around the cliff edges to a to a lighthouse, which of course is very symbolic. Um, it's a beacon of hope. So a bit like our flag, but in, in the background you have a lighthouse. And that theme was continued because I then did a walk around Scotland, um, similar, calling into a number of great links courses Uh, I started walking at Turnberry so I started with the lighthouse behind me there played a a great path path three fourth hole at Turnberry and I walked via St Andrews, Carnoustie, all the open championship courses and um, finished at at Royal Dornock which again has a a, a fabulous fourth hole so um, I then I then did a third walk around Northern Ireland, uh, this was in 2019, and uh, I started at Erne walked all around uh, the coast of Northern Ireland, so around the likes of Royal Port Rush and Port Stuart, and I finished at, what I'm going to say is, I think, the greatest part, part three fourth hole in the world, which is the fourth at Royal County Down. Uh, so um, there you are, there's, there's a few good fourth holes I can name, but the flag has flown at uh, many uh, many around the world, as I said, it's it's flown on all six continents, and 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 North America, Canada, and the US is, is really the last continent that uh, I will develop the campaign in. Of course, leaving the best till last, Al, but um, uh, no, leaving leaving obviously a, a hugely important uh, part of the golfing world. And so, um, what I have done in in North America before I had the um, situation with my left eye uh, in fact uh links was very helpful because because i announced the idea of doing the campaign getting getting clubs in north america to fly the flag by um again i've, I've told you stories are, 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 are just an impactful way of getting things moving and so we f- we flew the flag or I, flew, I had the flag flying on the <clears throat> at pebble beach on the west coast and at harbour town on the fourth hole um down the road from where i'm speaking to you yeah uh, on the east coast so it was it was sort of showing that we want to we want this campaign to to spread across the continent and um uh, don't worry though it will happen okay <laughs> Is the short answer. and there's some some amazing fourth holes i'm looking forward to our flag flying out uh, right across the states
0: very good i would encourage anyone listening to this to if um, you have a recommendation, if you know of a really good fourth hole that, that needs a, a brand new, nice white and blue flag adorned on it, um, yeah, the, the the
1: year. golf clubs <laughs> do certainly don't—they don't have to fly it. Um, uh, just fly it on special occasions like Fourth of July, for instance. Perfect.
0: Yeah, let us know. <laughs> um okay. All right. Well, let's get into our conversation sure. um, yep. concerning uh, your piece again. Middle- uh, and I, and I don't know exactly what the assignment was for you um, from our editor, George Pepper, but um, what we you kind of came up with in terms of an area to discover or visit, maybe it's not the first place that comes to mind when you think of golf in England, but um, something to be considered is the region or regions of Middle England. Um, That's and- right.
1: They- yeah. No, that's right. I mean, I know Middle England sounds like something out of um, Game of Thrones or something, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever, um, but no, I mean, I, I think when people think of golf in Britain, whether it's England or Scotland, they immediately, of course, think of links courses and like, with Britain, Royal St. George's, Royal Lytham, the Open Championship courses, and, the, and there are many others from St. Anadoc in, in the southwest to Sillith in the, in the far northwest. But the middle of the country, whilst it's visited visited um, by well visited by many people, uh, including a lot of North Americans, are very keen to go visit Stratford, for instance, and because of the Shakespeare connection, the countryside from the Cotswolds up to well all the way up to the sort of the Pennines, which really is the start of the north of England, is some beautiful countryside, but not typically golfing country, and and and. As I say, if, if anyone bringing their clubs to England, um, don't the, the the middle Middle England it, it will surprise you. Uh, it'll surprise you with its with the quality of the golf. Of course, first and foremost, very welcoming and not too difficult to to get games at either. These aren't these are only semi-private clubs. There's, there's barely such a thing as a, a fully private golf club in in England. If you write to a golf club in England, you know do it properly professionally if you like um but if you write in advance you if you're a golfer you can nearly always get a game so you'll get a good welcome the golf course is very good but it's also the variety as well i think um the great architects who created some of the great golf courses um people think of if they don't if they think beyond the links courses in england they'll probably almost certainly think first of the great heathland courses to the south and west of London, the Sunningdales, the, the Berkshire, Walton Heath, those sorts of courses. Well, the architects that created those also left their mark in middle England. It's just, not a, it's just a mark that's not as well known. But um, I mean, if you if Willie Park Jr. created the old course at Sunningdale, he also created a course called uh, Hollinwell or the Knott's Golf Club, which in many people's view is almost as good as Sunningdale. And that really is saying something um it's a it's a wonderful heathland golf course the heathland isn't just cons- isn't just you know that wonderful stretch of land as i say to the south and west of london there there, there are patches of heathland uh across england woodall spa is another world-class golf course it's it's uh, in lincolnshire um not that great a distance from from Knotts from golf club so there are great heathland courses but there are also some wonderful parkland courses and there are moorland courses and um, it it, it is a great variety and the distances we're talking about are really certainly from by comparison with North America you can you can easily play five very different golf courses uh, you know within the space of five days without having to do too much travel and so that was that was the 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 assignment as it were from, from George was to was to identify an area that is often overlooked and then pick out maybe I called it a dazzling dozen. So I named a dozen courses in in I think it was maybe four or five different counties. I, I think I split Middle England up to the first area. People think of if they travel north of London, heading towards the Midlands is is sort of Oxford and Cambridge. Well, there are good reasons to go and visit those 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 two cities, of course, but there there is good golf both around o- Oxford and both both around Oxford and around Cambridge. And then moving further up the Midlands towards Birmingham. Um, again, Birmingham not known for its golf and yet beyond the Belfry, I suppose, but, but there, you know, to the north and south of Birmingham, to the east and west, there are uh, a, a range of very good golf courses. And that was the purpose of the article, was to highlight perhaps a dozen or so of those courses.
0: Mm-hmm. In the uh, confines of your dozen courses, um, mm-hmm. are there, one or two or three that that stick out to you as as, as if someone would take this piece if i'm mm-hmm. say i'm going to play three times on a trip yeah to that yeah. area um what sticks out i mean i know you mentioned uh hollandwell and and knots and we've covered that before too and that's robin hood country right that's the no, area that's it's uh, nottinghamshire
1: yeah yeah, yeah 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 and and that there are other good courses around knots Sherwood. Fo- there is one called Sherwood forest, but golf club, believe it or not. And that's very, very good. Again, a Heathland course, but, um, you, you're right. Woodall's and knots are known certainly by, by those with an interest in, in Heathland golf in England. Um, but not too many people I, I, I suspect will have heard of Luffenham Heath, which is in Leicestershire. Uh, there's also a course, uh, uh, in interestingly named Beau, Des- Beau Desert or Beau Desert, which means beautiful wilderness. Um, that is in Staffordshire, just north of Birmingham and is a very underrated goal, of course, in my opinion. Partly Heathland, partly Moorland with a bit of bit of wild forest thrown in, if you like. So Bow De- Desert uh, or Desert, as some people will say, and um, Leffnum Heath would be two I'd mention. Um, there's also there's a there's a golf course uh, in Derbyshire called Cavendish, which uh, the locals they may be a bit biased, but the locals will call it the best golf course. Um, I think they say in the world under six thousand yards. As I say, that's that's a very bad, bold statement, but it's designed by Arthur McKenzie, and it's over wonderfully uh, some wonderful topography, um, and it, it's again it, it's. Um, it's set in fantastic surroundings. Uh, I could strongly recommend that. If, well, you're, if you're talking, sorry, and, and, and around, uh, around um, Cambridge, there is a, just because this is a little bit different, there's a nine-hole golf course called R- Royal Worlington, which is uh, quite unlike anything else you could ever play. It's nine holes, but it's, it's and it's got greens that, are, that, are, that wouldn't be out of place at St Andrews.
0: I You took the words right out of my mouth because I was looking back through your piece and, you know, you mentioned that one is the golf home for Cam- Cambridge undergrads and, and commonly yep. um, celebrated by some as the, the world's best nine-hole course. The nine-hole courses are such a um, growing fad, it seems like, so that might be that's, one to check
1: off. No, that's, that's absolutely right. And it's probably, I mean, to be honest, it's only... Seventy miles, seventy-five miles north of London. Such a small country, England, that you're in the Midlands when you when you've when you've barely got beyond the the, the, the fringes, it seems, of, of the capital. Um, but it, it's it's no that that stands out. And as I say, it's it's if you've got in the if you've got in the in that that Midlands region, the best nine-hole course in the world and the best eighteen-hole course under six thousand yards. As I say, they do they do like to exaggerate a bit, but that does does tell you that there's. There are a few things worth seeking out
0: it's a good sell it's like it's like you stop on the the, the corner in new york that says it's the world's best cup of coffee right
1: yeah yeah oh, yeah
0: all right they probably,
1: they probably have some competition <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly you mentioned the terms heathland course parkland course moorland mm-hmm. course for someone who needs an education in the differences there, how do you define each of the the characteristics of those styles?
1: The the heathland golf is, is uh, it's, it's, it's certainly not uh, um, unique to England, but but I think that's England's great strength are its heathland courses, that Sunningdale for sure, but I just obviously also mentioned the likes of Knott's and and Woodall Spa and and there are St George's Hill. There are there are there are an awful there are a huge number of great heathland courses. They are about the closest, in terms of playing conditions, they're the closest you can probably get to lynx golf in the sense that they're very sand based. They do tend to play firm and fast, um, but they're also uh, lots of lots of heather, because the soil is sandy and it's quite acidic, You get you get a lot of heather and gorse growing in the rough rather than just simply different types of grasses that makes for a different kind of hazard, but it also makes for a very attractive setting. And it and the heath and the gorse tend to come, the heather and the gorse tend to come with beautiful pine trees. And it's, it's you know, I'm going to say that, that there's a bit of a feel of pinehurst somewhere like that a, a, a about it. We're talking inland links, but, but, but not, you know, not with sand dunes, but with heather and gorse along the sides and, and, um, uh, not as firm and fast but but definitely a flavor of lynx golf parkland golf of course doesn't have the sandy soil, so you're typically with parkland golf surrounded by trees uh avenues of trees, so fairways cut through avenues of trees um, moorland would be a lot more open perhaps perhaps again not uh, soil that isn't perhaps as 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 firm as 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 clay based as some of the parkland courses but um, not as sandy um, but but being moorland lots of trees again and, and you occasionally get gorse you don't tend to get the heather growing um, but um, it, it, it's it's a di- again a different experience and, and of course in, in Britain as well as the Heathland Golf you've got lots of cliff top courses as well so I think that's that's the thing to me that makes makes golf in Britain stand out is that variety.
0: So you mentioned earlier that uh the kind of old-fashioned way of doing things in terms of reaching out to to one of these courses in England I mean whether it's one of the high level players or one of the courses you mentioned in in middle England might be by way of mailing them a letter a handwritten note
1: a handwritten note or an an email but something that's a little personal I suppose is 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 what I was trying to emphasize that that you've just taken a bit of consideration to to look to you know to, to approach the club properly rather than just turning up. Um, but if you if you you know mention which golf club you you might be a member of um, and that you're very keen to play this wonderful golf course you've heard about in England, just give it as I say a little bit of personal interest, and um, an extremely good chance you'll be, you'll 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 get around there and and generally not too expensive the, the key is that you don't need to have a mem- member introduction that's the difference between um even getting on the very best courses in england uh literally a handful of courses in in britain you, you can only play with a member mm. that doesn't mean you can you can you can expect to roll up as i say on a saturday and expect to play some clubs will only uh receive visitors at weekends uh, unaccompanied by a member but uh as I say, even even at weekends, a lot of the top golf clubs will have unaccompanied members, provided they've approached the club properly. As I say,
0: sure, man, I wish that was. Uh, I could say the same about here in the U.S., but I, I feel like that's quite the opposite, typically. Nonetheless, let's talk more a little bit about uh, other areas of the world that you've mm-hmm. been to. Um, I know you've traveled all over the place as you say I'm assuming you've been to all six continents that have flown your no
1: no absolutely I've literally taken the 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 flag to all six continents but I've also taken my golf clubs to all six continents as well and so if nothing else I've played the fourth hole at a lot of golf courses (laughs) around the world (laughs) um no I've, I've I've also been very fortunate to play a lot of the top 100 golf courses um if, if not so much in the last five years, whilst I've been focused on the fourth hole, um, I have been, uh, through my work with Fowler Design and also as a golf writer, I've been just very fortunate to play the, the, the from, from Royal Melbourne to, um, I don't know, Capilano in Canada. So um, um, there's a couple of nice names, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so I, think, I mean, lots of... Lot- that's the beauty of golf isn't it it is played on all six continents it's played in some extraordinary environments um you know no other no other nearly every other sport is has a fixed pitch or or, you know generally doesn't change maybe the maybe the climate changes where you're playing but the surroundings don't the surroundings change incredibly in golf from you know whether you're by the sea in, in in ireland or in scotland and you've got these sand dunes and a roaring ocean and a, and a, a wind that you wish would die down, maybe a little. Um, so it's somewhere like, you know, Hawaii or New Zealand and, and, uh, South Africa. It's, or, 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 but more than that, you know, you can go into countries in Asia, which 30, 40 years ago, probably didn't have so many golf courses, but there's nowhere now where you can't play golf. And that's definitely one of its beauties. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you ask me where are my favorite place is to play golf, well, well, I, I, I don't have, even though, as I said, we're, we're speaking on St. Patrick's Day, and you're wearing green, and I'm not. Shame on me. You've got um,
0: green on your hat. It's it's okay. Oh, you know, that,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, Marion yeah. hat there. <laughs> Mary, no, 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 not Marion. It's Ballet Bunyan. You can't read it properly. No, I'm oh. joking. Ballybunion is one of my favorite golf courses. No, Merion's a wonderful golf course as well don't get me wrong but Ballybunion might be a little bit more relevant on St Patrick's Day. Sure. Um you no know, I I was I was going to say that I don't have uh, uh any uh, any Irish as far as I'm aware in me but but uh, I've probably played more golf in Ireland than anywhere else in the world. I mean I just I have a very strong affection for playing golf there. Um obviously Scotland's a wonderful place to play golf but, so I I'm of course, I have a bias towards British golf courses, and I uh, I do p- particularly love links courses and Heathland courses. But um, recently, because of this global golf for cancer campaign, I visited places that I haven't uh, played golf or didn't appreciate the quality of the golf at so much. Because I wanted our flag or I want our flag to fly at special places around the world, so it's it's encouraged me to go back and research, for instance, uh, we've flown our flag. I picked 12 of the best golf courses in four of the be- big cities in South America. When I took the campaign to South America a couple of years ago. Um, so four golf courses around Buenos Aires, four golf courses around uh, Rio de Janeiro, four around Santiago in Chile, uh, and four around um, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Peru as well, and uh, we also flown the flag in Uruguay. So I, I've got I've, I've got to visit some some interesting places. Buenos Aires jumped at me as a as a wonderful city, and um, some 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 wonderful golf courses. I mean, people have heard of the Jockey Club. They possibly haven't heard of Olivos um, in Buenos Aires, which is a fabulous golf course. Uh, there's one called Saint. I, my Spanish is, pronunciation isn't very good, but Saint Andres or Saint Andres, which of course is a, is their their equivalent Saint Andrews. So, um, but um, Tasmania again is a, is a is a place that I know a lot of Links readers will will be keen to visit one day. And our flag is flown at, at Barmbougle Dunes and Cape Wiccan, for instance. I mean, those are places that I probably wouldn't have. Well, they didn't exist thirty years ago, so. Um, there, Again, that's one of the beauties of golf. Um, it, it is, there are still some wonderful new golf courses appearing all, all over the world and um, all keen to have our flag in their fourth hole.
0: Yeah. So when thinking of somewhere that's like Middle England, that's, mm-hmm. in your opinion, underrated, um, I guess not just thinking of one course in particular, but an, an, yeah, an area, area yeah. um, mm. what comes to mind for you there?
1: Okay. Well, okay, well, if I start closer to home, as it were, um, but not in England, um, it, the areas of Scotland that people will typically go to, of course, would be the Ayrshire coast, they would go to, I, uh, look, the, the Presswick, Danbury and Troon area, the Lothian around North Berwick, North Berwick, one of my favorite courses in the world, North Berwick, Dunbar, Muirfield, then of course the Kingdom of Fife, St Andrews and visiting the likes of Kingsbarns and those sorts of places. But, and and in recent years, of course, Dornock has uh, gone on a lot a lot of people's itinerary. The North of Scotland has some amazing courses. One area I think probably hasn't been visited as as much yet would be would be what i call the, the 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 magnificent south the far southwest and you've got to do a bit of island hopping but macrahanish the Macri, Shiskeen, which is at only 12 holes believe it or not but you'll you'll never play a more spectacular golf course i i did a, a, a four day trip to do with the global golf cancer campaign and we flew our flag at there are two courses in macrahanish macrahanish and macrahanish dunes um, the Macri, which is on an, a, a, a separate island, um, the island of Isla, famous for all its whisky. So if you like your Laphroaig and your Boonhaven, but you also like golf, then southwest of Scotland is, is, is a great place to go to. Um, and in Ireland, again, people perhaps first think of the area around Dublin, the likes of Port Marnock, the European club, um, the Island Golf Club uh for instance and then of course the southwest i mentioned Ballybunion just now and there's some amazing courses we all know waterville trilly etc but those those are perhaps more discovered less discovered uh not undiscovered but but less discovered and about to be more discovered i'm sure is the far northwest uh when i say far northwest i, I literally mean that the most north northerly county in ireland of all the 32 counties Donegal, is is in the Republic of Ireland but in the, it, so it's not in Northern Ireland but it's for, this is a good Irishism for you, it's further north than anywhere in Northern Ireland, it, it is County Donegal, the most northerly club of all I'm very fortunate to be a member of, which is Ballyliffin, and was also the first course I called into on my walk, which was a, ni- a nice coincidence really, but Ballyliffin has two amazing links courses, the Glashidi and the Old Links. Also in Donegal, so I, I, I'm making my pitch for Donegal as a great place to go and visit. If you if, if you if you've been to Ireland but haven't been to the far northwest, you've missed definitely some of the most uh, extraordinary golfing experiences you'll have. And and again, the welcome, it it it, it it's it, it's it's Ireland personified. That's what I'll say. Rossa Penner, which I, I think recently in links you've been talking about the new course that Tom Doak has has created. Yes. Saint Patrick's Links. Again, we'll mention that on Saint Patrick's Day. Rossipena already has two very fine golf courses. It's probably an hour from Ballyliffin. Uh, if you drive like the Irish, um, Port Portsalon is another wonderful links course. In between, um, kind of in between, it's if you take a <laughs> if you if you take a uh, um, the least well, not the not the most direct route, but in between anyway is Portsalon. Which again, I mean, I think I think the beach that it over that this Lynx course overlooks was once voted the seventh most beautiful beach in the world. That tells you the drama of the setting, but it's also wonderful Dune country that very few people would have played. Port Salon, Rosapena Ballad, if in there are three. You could throw it, if you want a four, you throw in uh, Merva, which is Donegal Golf Club. Um, but all all within no more than a hundred home- hundred miles or so of each other, maybe, maybe a little more. Um, but you know, if you played those four, you'll, you'll, you'll play four courses that are as good as any, you'll play as good as collectively as say the Southeast or uh, Southwest or the area around Dublin. And, um, you you know, you'll have an amazing experience. So, uh, if if, if you're going to ask me overseas, um, I think, um, south africa has if my experience, some I-, I thought the golf there would be very good i went there recently and visited 20 clubs again for the global golf cancer campaign and, and really traversed the, c- the country from from johannesburg and durban area went to the durban country club etc and then right over to cape town via the garden route which has got some 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 fantastic golf courses uh, a lot of them, perhaps again, may not be on everyone's radar because that, that some of them are, uh, are less than twenty years old. Some some fantastic golf courses. What struck me perhaps most about South Africa, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting the contrary, but I wasn't expecting the welcome there to be quite as as in, 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 well incredibly friendly as it as it was. And again, these are golf courses that you do that you could like it, like in Britain if you want to play some of the great golf courses in South Africa, including Durban Country Club, Royal Cape, Royal Johannesburg and Kensington, you don't need to be accompanied by a member. So again, if you approach them the right way, you'll get a a fabulous welcome and um, experience and fabulous golf.
0: Thank you for that entire breakdown. Uh, I kind of want to bookmark that and just save it (laughs) um, for future reference. I tried to do something similar to be able to contribute conversation from a a u.s perspective and you know i I would be intrigued to hear more from from people on this as well um in terms of maybe some underrated states Mm -hmm. or areas that that aren't top of mind when someone thinks about a golf trip in the united states not your typical destinations your californias your floridas your i mean even south carolina and north carolina um, arizona and and now Oregon are very all top of mind when people think mm-hmm. of that maybe these are underrated, maybe properly rated. Now it seems like they're kind of growing into, um, the really high top tier, uh, level, I guess if you, if you talk about golfing States, but, um, Wisconsin, I think is, is somewhat mm-hmm. underrated with a ton of great golf. And you talk about, uh, Sand Valley, the dream golf property from the Kaisers there, Aaron Hills. Um, you obviously got destination Kohler and Whistling Straits, uh, in Wisconsin, lesser known Lawsonia links has gotten a lot of, uh, good, uh, chatter around that course. And in terms Mm -hmm. of being a very good value course, um, and then Rainer's blue mound course is also in Wisconsin. So there's a lot of good, and I'm talking about, um, public golf um places.
1: no absolutely that that does i mean yes the the the, the coming on the, the likes of whether it's stream song in florida or, or or sound valley you mentioned in in um, wisconsin um yeah it is good to see that these are a lot of public facilities that you you can play at um because yeah you're right if you took the top 50 golf courses in the usa i wonder how many of those you can access without uh, having to know a member would be would be difficult wouldn't it yeah I would think so it is changing and and, you know you do wonder whether as the world changes without (laughs) getting into wider topics but as the world does change whether whether some of those private clubs will allow some some access which I wouldn't do them any harm
0: it's a good suggestion, I think.
1: It's a great <laughs> conversation. Suggested and glad- yeah, I suggested before, but one hour, you know, one hour a day or four hours a week, you know, it, even if it were just four tea tides, you, you, you can see I'm obsessed with the number four. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, that's, that's um, yeah, I just think it would be it would be something that would benefit the image, image of golf in America, which which all all of us who have an interest in golf uh would, would would benefit from
0: why not right um another two i thought of idaho uh tony Deere idaho, did a yeah. for mm-hmm. us and, and idaho people know cordelaine i'm sure with the floating green it's hard floating green yeah um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's just so distinct in terms of a golf feature but um sun valley uh whitetail club the idaho club um circling raven all extremely good public options there. Uh, Michigan, I think is also kind of in mm-hmm. that underrated but rising up type of radar range. And,
1: My kind of climate, <laughs> North Michigan. Uh, exactly. fair-skinned per- yeah. Englishman. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm not sure how much golf I'll be able to play in some of the Southern states, but yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So you got forest dunes, Bay Harbor, um, Arcadia mm-hmm. Bluffs, uh, and yeah. photo- photographed a lot, and and really striking. Um, Stoughton Bray, uh, a a bunch of courses from Mike Devries um, that are extremely uh, playable and, and of different styles. Um, the Mines and Pilgrim's Run and a few of those, and then American Dunes is Jack Nicholas course that's coming and is supposed to be
1: a really. Good I think also. The New England area is, is an area you've covered a bit, quite a bit recently. in links it's, it strikes me, and and um, that appeals to me not just because I'm English, just because, but because uh, I, I I would have thought climate wise, it's 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 a, I, I'd just love to play more golf in that part of the world, northeast northeast of the United States.
0: Well, good on you for adding a, a fourth to my list. That that's a pretty proper. <laughs> in your realm okay um so let's uh, just to for the sake of sticking with four I'm, what's next for you if you could say what will happen in the next four months four, in your life months. or with with global golf or cancer what what do you think
1: for four months um having spent so much of you know if i, if I told you in, in 2019 I personally visited all six continents, took the campaign um, to, well, all around the world. In last year, 2020, because of lockdown, I didn't get any further than Southwest Ireland. I mean, literally, that was how difficult it's been to travel. Um, but I hope within four months that, uh, four months will take us to what the sort of uh, Northern Hemisphere, summer, certainly, um, we'll, we'll all be traveling again. Uh, there are so many places I want to get to. Um, I want to get our flag flying in in Japan and, and New Zealand which, which are on the radar they're not going to happen in the next four months that's just not realistic but if I would love within four months to um, four months takes us what does it take us to April May June July yeah well July I said to you July the 4th I mentioned July the 4th as a good a good date for global goal for cancer and that certainly I would like to be doing something in the, in the states. Uh, in july that's that's definitely a goal i say the states but also canada day is the first of july so there's four days there july the first to july the fourth if i could be in canada on the first of july and and somewhere special in the united states on the fourth of july that's that's definitely a goal beyond that um yeah just just to get traveling around the world again and spreading the word about the global goal for cancer campaign i've got I've got I've got a, a number of ideas. It's just um, being allowed to progress them, but I'm an optimist. It's, it's going to happen.
0: Good. Well, please do let me know if you if you make your way in this direction um, by the 4th of July. Same. I'm sure I'll be here.
1: <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you. Al.
0: OK, Nick, thanks for the conversation. I really appreciate it.